Hey brokers, it's Mark Summers, president of AIM. I'm excited to announce that I will be the new host of AIM's podcast, Broker to Broker. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators, just like me. Download today, available on Spotify, Apple Music, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Today's episode is sponsored by EPM. EPM is passionate about helping their clients succeed. From the very beginning, they set out to be different from the other companies. Their diverse team of experts working in a collaborative entrepreneurial culture bring fresh thinking and creative solutions every day. They live and breathe their brand's mission and vision. EPM is all about empowerment, and through it all, they will continue to offer top financial service, communication, and assistance to the communities they serve. So with that being said, welcome back to the Broker to Broker podcast. Uh, my name is Mark Summers. I'm the president of AIM. Uh, absolutely love doing these. These are these are great episodes that we've been having, great guests, and we have another great guest today. So right now, I'm going to introduce and be interviewing the broker owner of my mortgage group, Mary Maddenly. Mary, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, you know, uh, obviously, you're big into the community, uh, love what you do. Uh, you know, I'm really excited to talk to you about, you know, the things we're going to talk about here today is kind of what every broker wants to know, which is, you know, talk about referrals, processes, procedures, everything like that. And I know with the discovery call, you have a lot of insight on this. So let's just hop right into it. If you don't mind, tell me about your background. How did you get into the business? Floor is yours. All right. Well, uh, you know, I think a lot of mortgage brokers or, or lenders in general kind of fall into this business. It's not something I think a lot of people actively pursue as a career path, except for those that are like, oh, I can make a ton of money. Um, it's a lot, of, a lot of hard work and you really have to have a passion um, for helping people and doing what you do. So I moved to California when I was 19 uh, with my now ex-husband. And I got my real estate license, started working with a family friend. They owned a mortgage company too. So I thought, oh, hey, I'm going to sell real estate and it's going to be fantastic. I'll make all this money. Um, I hated selling real estate, like with a passion. <laughs> <laughs> and I really, really did enjoy the lending lending side of things. And this was back in 2000 and, uh, 2004, 2005 in that arena. So right when the market was hot, but also right when the market was starting to tank. So I saw a lot of, a lot of different, um, different things happen in the industry, a lot of shady people, a lot of shady things, and I still just loved it. So I, I decided, hey, to hell with real estate, I'm not gonna do it anymore, I wanna stick with the lending. My kids were both really young at the time, so I actually took a couple years off when the market crashed and um, spent some time with them. And subsequently, uh, got divorced. And when I got divorced, I left my ex-husband without literally a penny to my name. My account was negative um, because he had had some issues with gambling and I had to write checks to his sergeants and lieutenants. And um, that was a really sad day. But I woke up and I said, I want to be the reason why my kids have a roof over their head and food on their table and, and never have to want for anything. So in 2011, I took the job making $10 an hour as a um, processor and somebody who never processed loans ever before. Hold on. <laughs> so no I never, I'd never processed a, 
alone before. What they actually had me do was they had me create a contract processing company. So I went and I did all the marketing and everything and created that company. Then that took me about six months and then they fired me. Uh, so again, I found myself as a single mom without an income, not that I made very much at $10 an hour anyway. Um, but I happened to get another job as a processor with another broker. And he really just kind of said, here, take this and go figure it out. And I did. So a lot of how I operate and run my business now was all formulated and based off of that. Try first, ask later, um, just do it until you figure it out. And that wealth of knowledge that comes with the experience of actually doing these things yourself and figuring them out and failing over and over and over again is why I think I, I do have the level of success that I, I do have now. So that's pretty much my story on how I, how I ended up being in, in the mortgage uh, business. My company came from the fact that I think a lot of people lack the integrity to actually do what we do and do it the right way. Um, and by that, I mean, people are greedy and they're driven by how many, how many numbers are on their spreadsheet or what's in their bank account or how much their commission check's gonna be. And I firmly don't believe that that needs to be in our business at all. Um, I always say it, it's kind of a staple. People are people, not paychecks. So if you come to me for a mortgage or advice, or anything in the financial sphere, you're not going to be treated like another number uh, in my pipeline or a dollar in my bank account. And I want to make sure that I'm helping you. So my mortgage group was born out of not being able to find a brokerage to work with who shared those ideals or had quotas to meet or dollar <laughs> amounts or, or, you know, got to make full comp, got to do this. And so I really wanted to be part of something spectacular and I, I was having a hard time finding it. I was lucky enough to have the support of Best Equity and they are actually my uh, parent brokerage. I'm a DBA of, of their company and they're phenomenal and excellent and their core values are the same as mine. So uh, my mortgage group was launched uh, actually on my birthday, <laughs> February, and we're doing, we're doing quite well. So. That's awesome to hear. You know, three things that stuck out to me is one, I'm sorry that you've had to go through all of that. Uh, but two, it sounds like it made you a completely better person. Not that you were ever a bad person, but it made you stronger. And three, I mean, it's a testament to what this uh, what this industry can do. You know what I mean? Like you're obviously really successful now and you're taking the right approach. You, you take a lot of the approaches that that I like to take and that I love to try to express to to the community, which is, you know, it's not all about the money. It's about, it, it truly is a, a, a person to person business. So I absolutely love that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it saddens me when, when I see posts and other groups or in, in bad where people are just asking like, Hey, how can I make full comp on a $1.5 million property and compete? It's like, but do you need to make full comp on that? Um, I mean, if there you've got 10 loans in your pipeline that you're working on and you've got one, you know, big boy and, and you need to compete for that, do it, do what's best for the client. Like give them that great rate, go borrow or pay, help them out by paying their appraisal, whatever it takes. Just, you know, don't stop worrying about how much money is going to go in your pocket and start worrying about what's going to be the biggest benefit to your borrower, because that borrower will come back time and time again because yep. of your being your integrity. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, consumer first. So I always say consumer first. I mean, we don't want to work for free and not no. understand <laughs> that. But at the same time, you know what? Like you can make really good money and you just don't always have to, you know, just put the consumer first. Let's just say that. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So let's talk about your business model here a little bit. You know, one, one thing that, you know, that we thrive on, uh, personally I thrive on, which is referrals. Uh, I've never, I've tried diving in a few times to like buying leads and stuff like that, but I just think that's a whole different animal and not, uh, not that that's wrong. It's just the business path personally that I don't want to take. And I know a lot of people want to take that path. Some people don't, but where do your referrals come from? Cause I know you basically work off referrals, correct? Yeah, I've actually never, never done a paid advertisement. I've never paid for a lead. I've never had leads funneled to me from a brokerage I've worked with. Every client that I have ever funded a loan for is a referral from somebody else. So um, I, I may have worked with the client for three years to get them eligible to buy a property. And they in turn referred, you know, every mom on their kid's soccer team and, and everything. So it just, Everything that I do in business referral wise comes from building a relationship and a rapport with the actual people, learning about their kids, their hobbies, their activities, just their life, what they want, their short term, long term goals, and really kind of living in that moment with them and enjoying that moment with them in the process with them. So I become a part of it versus just an entity in, in the, in the system. So, um, I, I take a client from, hey, I want to get a mortgage to, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Your your kid made the playoffs. That's awesome. Are you guys going out of town this weekend? Okay, great. You know, let me send you like a cool little care package, you know, to go, you know, sunscreen, all that, whatever it might be. When it becomes really personal and you feel like friends and you feel like family and you trust each other and that's huge, huge, huge. So every client being treated like, I've known them for 15 years and they're my best friend and I absolutely adore them and love them. They want their friends, their family, their coworkers to also feel that same experience and know that, Hey, this is different. This isn't walking into a bank and saying, I I would like to buy a house and talking to 37 people over three months in the process. And they don't even remember your name. Right. So, uh, the referrals come from building that personal relationship. So, so like, do you, okay. So I'm going to, I love this. Um, so do you, do you go after like a certain, I don't want to call it a sector, but like, I mean, are you getting referrals from like, uh, you know, financial planners or is it just strictly friendships and just creating relationships with people? You know, that's interesting because a lot of people have asked like, how do I, how do I start building that relationship? with the people who can refer business to me and financial, financial planners, financial advisors, those are great people to have in your pocket because they talk to a ton of people, but the relationship you have with them is also going to be the referral source. So like I've done, I've done three loans for my financial planner and he's referred me probably 20 different clients, but he and I meet once a month, we do a networking event together. We do all the stuff. So I built a relationship with him to then earn the referrals he's giving. Um, so that's a, it, that's a great source, but most of my <laughs> referrals actually come from the nonprofit work that I do, my community involvement. Um, believe it or not, uh, hanging out at the breweries. <laughs> 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 I love it. I knew, I knew I connected with you. There it is. <laughs> I can't, I can't tell you how awesome it is to be able to take an application on your phone because I've, I've literally sat at a bar 
countless times and handed my phone over to somebody I met 20 minutes ago over a beer and, and then I'm refinancing their house. Um, because when you build and you make that connection, it could be like so simple as like, Hey, Oh my gosh, is that an IPA you just ordered? Is that good? I've never been here. I haven't tried that one. And they're like, Oh my gosh, yeah, it's got this. And then you start talking and, and it's just, it's building that relationship and having that conversation and really being interested in what they're saying and, and how they're saying it and being receptive. Um, but again, I, I do a lot of volunteer charity work with a couple of different organizations, uh, with police, with fire, uh, with uh, single homeless moms, um, most recently the Unforgettables, um, which is a, a great organization. But I do all this work and I don't do it for the referrals. I don't do it for the business. I do it because it's right. I'm blessed. I've got a great family, great relationships, great business. I got money in the bank. I wasn't always in this position. I struggled a lot um, financially because of the situation with my ex-husband, because being a single mom, not having family local, because of all of that, I struggled and I built what I built and I have what I have and it just doesn't seem right not to give it back. Um, whether it be my time, financial commitments, um, sitting on, on the golf board, you know, being a chair, whatever it is that I can do, I'm showing a great vast number of, of people in the community where my heart is and who I am as a person. And they in turn go, oh, Mary does mortgage loans. She also does all of this and never, never once has ever asked for business. So go talk to her. Right. That's who you want to see. So just that community involvement and really, really digging deep and being a part of it, bringing your kids and your family and everybody into that fold and just saying, hey, this is where my heart is. I want to give. I'm able to give. I should give. Now my kids, my family, we're all here. And yeah, I happen to do I happen to do loans. So come talk to me. You know, Mary, you should have you would have been perfect for the panel that I had at our, our virtual fuse event. Uh last year and and the, and the panel was great and, and they're echoing a lot of words you're saying right now right now which is you know go go be a part of your community you know what i mean do what's right we're all extremely blessed with this industry right now you know you got a lot of people making good good amount of money you know providing for their family so just give back and then you're not doing it to get referrals back but that's just the way it comes you know what i mean and i think that if your heart is in doing this so i can get referrals you're not going to get any but if you just do yep. it for the right reason, they it will come back full. 100%. Uh, it, I, I view it like this. If you if you join the chamber or a board or, or do anything that's nonprofit related with the intent of going in and selling yourself as a mortgage lender to get business, you are going to fail because each one of those people are going to look at you like you're a fraud you're not there to help. You're not there to be a part of it. You're just there for business. And while that may be true on some level, it's just, it's never going to, to actually benefit you and, and help you because people see that people see right through you in an instant. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So you get these referrals in, give me some examples or ideas or your thought process, your philosophy, and how do you build genuine relationships with these people? consistency uh just just being consistent like i don't send out birthday cards or anything like that 
but I have conversations with almost every single person I've ever funded alone with a few times a year for any kind of reason. Like, hey, oh, I sent your, your closing CD out for your tax time. Or, hey, this just changed. I just wanted to let you know that this is upcoming. This is a new tax law or, you know, your trash bill is now included in your tax bill. Just wanted to let you know your escrow account might be short or just calling and saying, hey, I know your kiddo was graduating this year. How'd that go? Um, did you guys have fun? Was it sucky because of COVID? Did you guys have any plans? Or I just continuously have these conversations and some of them may be as simple as a, as a text message. Like, hey, just checking in, wanted to see how, how you've been, how things are going. But none of it's ever preemptive. Like, hey, can I refinance you? Right. Hey, the market's great. Like, it's all just, it's all very personal and just, hey, just wanted to see how things are going um, and check in, make sure you guys are good. And that is what continuously makes that cycle of referrals happen. So there might be people, I won't ever refinance again because we got them such great rates over the last 18 months, but I still call and talk to them. It's not a one and done thing. It's a, Hey, how's your trailer? How was Glamis? How was your trip? So you just, you build that relationship and it, that is, that's two part because I also have that same thing with the real estate agents that are my referral partners. So I do the same thing with them. A lot of the times we don't even talk about business. I get their deals. I get their business. But when we meet up, when we network, when we hang out, when we do phone calls, we don't, we don't really talk about business. We talk about life and what's going on and just build that up. So that level of uh, trust and, and uh, consistency and reliability is there. That's, that's perfect. You know, like, one thing I do with my companies, I always, we always, we have a terminology that we use. We call it next step. You know what I mean? So like, what's the next step? What, how can you take it one step further? You know what I mean? Where instead of just contacting them about their loan or just sending them a birthday card, how can you take that next step? Whether it's get on Facebook and see what they're doing and just saying, Hey, good job. You know what I mean? Or oh, look like things are going well. Just, just those little things. Facebook stalking is literally the new norm, I think. And, uh, <laughs> trying to at least find it like a little, a little in on, Hey, what, what can we connect on? What can we talk about and what can make this um, a, a great relationship um, in general? Facebook's awesome for that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No. So I, you, you know, your, your referrals are your referrals, you know, and, and like I've always said, there's a million different ways to get them. You know, there's the direct referral where you're actually putting on events, which it sounds like you do like a little happy hour with your financial planner. And that's great. And then you have those other ones where they just come naturally. And those are great, too. So, you know, you're just like me in the terms of my business is probably 98 percent referral. So, OK, now let's talk about your processes and procedures. Everyone wants to know about this because each one has their own. So tell me, how have you kind of gone about and how many mistakes have you made and how many times have you fine tuned your process procedures over, over time? Um, okay. So, so many, I started back when everything was paper. Um, actually you could still fill out a ton of three when it was carbon copied. Um, which I know, I know I don't look that old, but, uh, <laughs> I would never have guessed um, it. Everything, everything was paper um, and procedures. So losing documents was was huge, huge over the years. You would, where did the tax returns go? Where the W two go? Where the pay stubs go? It wasn't all digital, which made things really difficult back then. So I think having um, 
that kind of rigid checklist, follow this, have this, put this here, save that there really helped in moving into like the digital age of things. Because I mean, and my assistant will tell you I'm a nut job. I have folders with subfolders with subfolders of, of things because my brain's crazy, but that's where everything gets stored. This is the checklist for this. That's done. That goes in that folder. This is the checklist for that. That's done. That goes in that folder. So, um, the process and procedures is really all about being diligent and finding what works. So everybody's got a checklist, everybody's got a spreadsheet, everybody has a way they like to do things. And I think if you take all of that together and really figure out like, I like the way that this flows, but I like the way that this looks. And you kind of mesh them together until you find something that works perfectly for you and how you operate. But it's just about it's just about being consistent and and having those checklists. And I've been doing this long enough and many of us have that it's a lot of it's mental. But I do train. So I have a lot of them on paper. And I do say like a lot of older um, brokers will understand the term junk forms. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Newer, newer brokers probably won't, but uh, junk forms are, are the bulk of your entire doc package that um, some of them are redundant, repetitive, idiotic, <laughs> I mean, but those were the junk forms and they had a place and they, they had a list, like what are the junk forms? What's involved? What do we have to have? What's a state one? What's a federal one? Um, so when I train, I go through and I teach, I teach my new loan officers, processors, my assistant, everybody what these are so that they understand and they know forwards and backwards what a file is, how it works, what it does. If a computer crashed, they'd be able to do it all on paper. Um, so that has definitely helped. Um, one of the biggest, biggest things that I did was I created an intake form, um, which I'm actually working towards having converted into like a notebook. And okay. it's every in, imperative question that is needed to be asked up front from a borrower so you could have zero industry knowledge and work off this intake form and be able to hand it over to a loan officer and they have every single piece of data and information to know what kind of loan they're structuring what kind of estimate they're putting out what the borrower is looking for any kind of past credit delinquencies divorce child support alimony just bought a brand new ATV, whatever it might be, that information is all on there. So if you have somebody in the front process of your company taking those incoming calls from lead generation or anything like that, you eliminate probably a good hour, hour and a half of your time of guesswork on, on putting an estimate together. Now you have something in front of you, you can immediately go to work, so. Perfect. Okay. So with, with your systems and processes that you have in place, like what kind of system, and when I say systems are like, what kind of vendors do you use? I mean, is it just Excel? Is it, you know, like give, give me a rundown on what you guys use. Okay. So I'm the worst millennial ever in terms <laughs> of um, like knowing how to operate stuff, especially social media. Um, and my husband is in it. He's like the third person in charge of an entire city and police department. And um, I'm, I had to call him and ask him which one of our internets was uh, the fast one. So, I love it. I, I love it. When it comes to tech, I'm 
I am probably not the best person to ask. I like simplicity. I like things that are kind of all in one, very streamlined. I don't like having to jump around to nine different things um, to get just bits of information. So I'm actually currently working towards streamlining a lot of our process. Um, but my systems that I have in place right now, I use uh, Flowify mm -hmm. and we have Calyx probably switching over to the arriver lending pad, um, much like the rest of the world. But that's it. Beyond that, I, I create uh, spreadsheets and I keep my data in, in there and I have folders and it's all organized and under Dropbox. So I can access it from my phone and the computer. It's all, all cloud-based in terms of, of that, which is nice because I go a lot, of, a lot of places that I can't bring my computer or I don't have the best internet. So having access on my phone is super important, but it, it's really simple. I, I do that. I don't have a CRM. I, I kind of like a walking CRM in terms of like- We're not gonna oh, talk, we're not gonna, we're, we're not gonna market that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, please don't. <laughs> so. Um, but no, it's it's uh, it's it's not really very intuitive. It's just kind of there, and it it works, and it and it has its purpose. I do, I do hope in the near future to get um, Homebot um, on board and integrated with my website. Um, my website's not quite completely fine tuned, um, but I definitely think that's going to add a lot of value to my past clients um, and my my real estate agents that I work with. So. So I have HomeBot. I absolutely love it. You know what I mean? I'm not, I know they're part of the Brokers or Better Network and I'm not touting it for any reason. I'm just telling you, I love it. Um, but a lot of, a lot of what you're saying here, I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. I said HomeBot's incredible. Like I, I'm itching to get it up and running and in. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. So, I mean, no, it, I'm telling you, we're, we're on the same page with a lot of things. You know, I'm a very simple person, um, you know, and I know people who have these crazy good systems. You know what I mean? It's just for the way my mind works. It's just not there. I'm always trying to get a little bit better at all times, but some of the systems I see from some of our members and in and, and our community, it blows my mind, not in a bad way, but in a good way. Exactly. I'm just like, Oh my God, these, I mean, I already know we have a lot of intelligent people in this community, but some of this stuff, I'm like this, whoa, this is way past my pay grade. And, uh, but I love it. And that's the beautiful thing about our industry is you can do it many different ways, whatever works for yeah. you. And as long as you, you're serving the client, okay, we're good. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I'm still old school and um, I absolutely adore Skylar because um, she's my she's my whiteboard sister. I, I literally have gridded out whiteboards for really? stuff. Still, yeah, they hang, they're hanging on the wall. I got to physically see it. I got to physically go in and edit it. And um I was recently diagnosed with ADHD, which explains so much. Stop. Um, <laughs> it does, but it's so bad because things pop in my head. And if I don't write them down in my 9 million notebooks, I forget that they're there. But then I also have to remember to go through one of my 9 million notebooks to find that note. So I actually have a desk. Um, it stands and sits. It's fancy. It's a whiteboard. Okay. So literally just have my dry erase marker. And when I'm in the middle of something and something pops in my head, oh my gosh, I need to call that person about this. I just write it on my desk. Seriously, I, you got to take a picture of that. That sounds amazing. I, I can totally send the link from Amazon. It was like $400. It's the, the best invention like literally ever. It's got USB ports, a drawer. It's, it's great. 
So I know Ju- Julian's on the back right now. Julian, we got to make sure this somehow we put this in there. That's that's amazing. <laughs> I'm I'm already interested of that. It's the it's it's been a lifesaver for me because I honestly I I can show you the stacks of notebooks I have, but you still got to remember to go back and look at the note that you wrote in the notebook. So when I write it on my desk, I know that hey that, that must have been important because I thought about it when I was doing something else. So come back and and do that and finish that task and try to stay as a as organized as possible in, in the my pretend time blocking. <laughs> I love it. I love your honesty here. Um, okay, real quick here. How is it? Are you just a one person shop or how many people do you have with you? Um, so I actually just um, brought on another loan officer. He's actually an engineer. Um, he's what we call a baby, baby yellow, um, but he is incredibly intelligent. He catches on to stuff so quick. He loves and understands the fact that if you expect your processor to do it, you better know how to do it yourself. So he's learned how to take complete applications, why we need certain forms, how to go search, you know, Fannie, Freddie, FHA, VA, how to go search for the information and find it before he asks the question. And so I'm still mentoring him. He's averaging about one, one closing a month, but having just got his license, I think a year ago, that's pretty, that's pretty good. And he's not full-time on it. So he, his name's Michael. He just came on to my mortgage group. I have my assistant, Nikki, who is wonderful at being the nicest nag ever. She's like second, second spouse. You got to get a t-shirt made for that nicest nag. I love that. (laughs) She is, she's freaking great. And then I'm actually training right now. I'm training two processors. One of them happens to be my mom. And the other one is my sister-in-law. So um, we'll be training them to actually work the files in, di- in different sections of it um, so that it has a flow and there's accountability and everybody is operating in a certain function. So my mom's actually out here visiting right now because I'm going to be training her, teaching her, going through some checklists and, and running through some stuff and, and how to do different different tasks that um, need we need to be person to person for some things are really hard to explain via zoom or shared screens and, and all of that. So, so, so is that, is, you know, is that your training and onboarding process is just, it's all on you or, or do you use any systems? How, how do you go about that? Um, so actually Jackie Dunlap, my badass friend uh, is amazing. So she has her boot camp, and then she's got her intro and all of that. And she has a, very amazing skill set to be able to explain the process of processing loans in a way that people can actually understand. Um, so I've been utilizing her for training as well as UWM. Um, UWM side of things is more of a 80% of my loans go there, go learn their system type of scenario. And then the rest of it um, is just, Hey, here's extra information. And yes, I do everything completely backwards from what they just told you to do, do it my way, but it's good information to have. Cause if, if I, if I train up and, and I have, you know, processors that want to become loan officers or processors that want to move to different companies, or they want to open contract processing and process for different brokers, you know, I want them to grow. So they need to be able to adapt and, and have all of that. And then I'm going to be introducing uh, Trello into it as well for a little bit more advanced. Awesome. And good success with it, you think, so far? Yeah. Yeah, really good. Uh, 
I wish there was more availability for some of the classes on that. Um, but I also know that you can't really learn until you have your hands in a file and you're knee deep in the mud and you don't know what the hell's going on. I, so. I, I couldn't agree more. I've, I've trained many people, you know, and I can tell them, go read guidelines, go do this, you know, uh, watch this webinar. But until you have that file in your hands, or I say, put your feet to the fire, there's no training like on the job training. No, exactly. And, and the retention of knowledge also is not there. You can hear something a thousand times and it will never stick with you. You go and learn it and do it once you'll remember it for life. Um, yep. so it's super important to have on the job training. So I, I phase in little, little things. Here's how you order a VOE, start doing all of those. Okay. You're proficient at that. Here's how you open escrow, do all of those. Okay. You're proficient at that. Okay. Now I want you to do insurance. I want you to do payoffs. I want you to do credit supplements. I, so it, each, each file has nuances. They're all different. So I just phase in one act in that that set at a time until they're proficient at it. And then we move on to the next set. So that's how that's basically because one one thing that I hear a lot from members and even myself, I'm going to tell you right now, it's even myself, you know, delegating is is sometimes difficult. Is that how you do it? You just pick one topic, let them kind of be an expert at it, and then move on. So I think everybody who works in our sphere is a total control freak because <laughs> um, nobody can do it better than we can. Right. Um, so yes, delegation, I think, is probably one of the biggest things every loan officer struggles with when they're growing or building a team or hiring people. But yes, that is how I control my anxiety with it and also make sure that I know that when I hand something off delegation-wise, I know they're proficient at it. I know they can handle it. I know that if they have an issue, they will come ask a question versus going, well, we'll just see what happens. So that's my way of being able to to not only train, but to allow myself to originate and to do what I need to do and be calm while they're doing their job and not look, be looking over their shoulder or micromanaging the situation. So. Perfect. Perfect. No, it, it's uh, this is, you know, and a lot of people I have are easy conversations with, but this one is extremely easy because I feel like our we're, we're aligned quite a bit with with our philosophies, how we go about things. So no, I appreciate this. Okay. So, so to kind of wrap this all up here, I'm going to give you the floor. You know what I mean? This is this is your chance, as I like to say. It's a, it's a great way. I'd love to, uh, you know, end, end this podcast. And it's been a great podcast, by the way. Uh, but it's just like, what do you want to tell the community? What do you what advice you want to give? What if they're upcoming, new, old? You're in the business. You're successful. What piece of advice would you like to give? Um. OK, so the first the first bit of advice is stop worrying about quotas and, and numbers on your pipeline and how much money you should be making or you need to make, that will come. Focus on, on the, the people in front of you and that will make you successful. That will make you rich beyond measure of just monetary. It'll make you rich in life because of the people that you're surrounding yourself with. So a lot of people are like, oh my God, I only have one loan. Okay, well, great. That's one loan. Give that loan every single thing that you have and shower them with, with the most attention and detail and education and everything that you can because that one loan is, is 10 loans in the future. Um, so don't worry about where things are because they will, they will get there. Um, so yeah. look at what 
front of you and, and do that. Anybody who's been in the business for a really long time kind of all already know that. And the one thing I could say to them is lean on the people in your corner when you're, when you're burnt out, because we all get there and we all have a corner. We all have cheerleaders. We all have people that are willing to step in and help us and make sure that you're asking them, Hey, I can't do this right now. I need two days. If I get a new loan, would you be able to take that incoming and start it for me? So just have your people, have your corner, have your community and, and just lean on them. That's perfect. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's why you have a team. That's why you have the community. Um, I've seen things in the brokers are better network where people are getting on. And, and I, I saw this coming and when I was doing these little uh, Wednesday meetings, you know, with, with the community, my biggest fear was people getting burned out. You know what I mean? And, and as of recent in the, in the uh, brokers are better uh, Facebook group page, I've seen people say, you know, I need, I need some advice. I need, I just need some, you know, uh, promotion. I need just a little bit of confidence. Can someone help me out? You know? And, and, but that's, what's beautiful about the community and the team is, you know, we're, we're all here to support each other. Yeah. I mean, aim has really built something that is, is beautiful and gives people who've been in the business a really long time and know what it, what it's like to be the ones everybody hated. It's nice that you guys created a place where it's safe to ask a question. Like when you are burnt out, like we're smart people, we can Google stuff, but sometimes we're in the middle of something and we need to ask a dumb question. Hey guys, just really need this answered. And then you've got 500 people going, oh, I got you with this because they know it off the top of their head and they're not brain fried like you are. So it's beautiful that we have, we have this community and this safe place. And it's amazing too, what you guys are doing with the lobbying and being able to really kind of push us forward and what we need to do because it is so needed and so it, it's been so ignored for right. a long time. So it's, it's great. Um, I love, absolutely love being a part of it. And I tell everybody I meet who's a, who's a broker, I say, Hey, are you on BAB? Are you a member of AIM? Oh, you don't have your brokers or better t-shirt? Oh, go get mine. <laughs> I got mine on right now. We're at every, every episode. So no, I, I agree in, in the lobbying thing. I, we're making great strides with, uh, with the past couple months. Uh, we changed some things up and really excited about the lobbying efforts that, uh, that we're putting forward because it's never been done before. You know, yes. Has there been lobbying done? Yeah, but it was not for the brokers. Let's just say that. So really proud to be a part of that. Yeah, it's incredible. I'm, I'm honored and, and humbled to, to be ranked among the type of people who are part of, uh, part of AIM and there were 10,000 strong. So if you're, if you're part of AIM, if you're a broker or better, like, I mean, go kill it. There's nothing standing in your way. Love it. Well, Mary, listen, I, I, as always, I got to thank you for your time. I know, you know, you pr promote the community, you promote AIM, uh, you're great for the community and just want to thank you for your time today. Yeah, of course. Thanks for, for having me on. I was surprised, shock and awe. Oh, no, don't be. So, all right. Well, so listen, everyone, that that's going to conclude our episode here. So, uh, you know, Mary, thank you for short sharing your insights with us today. Um, fellow brokers, if you want to get caught up on all of our past podcast episodes, please head over to aimgroup.com backslash broker to broker. You can also listen to all of the broker to broker podcast episodes on iTunes, Spotify, and Google podcasts. Please do me a favor, rate our podcast, leave a review, subscribe to it, please. It helps us get the podcast out there and spreads the word that brokers are better. Mary, you're, you're, you're just precisely what we need and you send the message out clearly that brokers are better. So once again, thank you for your time. Awesome. Thank you so much. 
Join our Brokers Are Better Facebook group. Be a part of the Brokers Are Better movement by joining the exclusive group for A members and independent mortgage brokers to share best practices, network, and help our community grow. Head over to Facebook and search for Brokers Are Better, select the group and click to join.